All right, welcome back to Snap Out of It. I'm the host, Sergio Girl. I just finished watching uh, UFC Vegas 11 with uh, Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley. Um, that was a boring fight, if you could say so. And, uh, you know, Colby put in. Colby put in work. He uh, he tired Woodley out for three, four rounds. It looked like Woodley had possible guillotine there. And uh, when he tried to get up, looks like the ribs slipped. And that was it. There you have it. Uh, Tyron verb it was basically a verbal tap is what it ends up being. And uh, Colby Covington went on to, you know, do his uh, Donald Trump 2020 uh, shtick. But the best part about that, what I want to talk about, is uh, how Megan O'Leary in the post-fight. Colby ends up getting a call from the president himself, Donald J. Trump. And... As Colby's putting it on speakerphone, Megan O'Leary in a panic voice says, Colby, make sure he knows he's on speakerphone. Colby. Oh, God. And then, yeah, you know, Trump proceeds to say nothing. Didn't say anything anything racist like I'm sure a lot of people were expecting him to say. Even Colby half flinched at one point and went to go turn the phone off speakerphone. And uh, yeah, no, it was pretty hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. You know, this is the day after uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died down in the United States. And as a Canadian, this thoroughly doesn't mean much to me. Uh, Our laws, although they can be repealed, for the most part, Canadians are fine with abortion, which, from what I can tell, seems to be everybody's big big hoopla about... uh, the election there so or uh, about appointing a new Supreme Court justice is that if they can't people don't want Trump to do it or they don't want the Senate to do it because that's who ends up putting it in they don't want the Senate to do it because um, what ends up happening is that you, you right now you would have a 4-4 split now, what I don't understand about this is why does politics play a role when it comes to justice? And I started looking into it, and I found that some of the Democratic judges 
end up leaning a little democratic and even possibly laying off charges in certain cases. But that goes the same with Supreme Court justices who are on the Republican side. They lean more right. They were part of the people or part of the court system that let George Zimmerman go after he killed Trayvon Martin. Uh, things like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I am not, I'm not liking what I'm seeing coming out of the states there, to be honest. We're at September 19th, 2020. And as an outsider and a neighbor, I can hear things ramping up next door. Things where, you know, you don't know, as a neighbor, you don't know what to do. You don't know if you should go over there, let them know, like, hey, uh, you know, you guys are in this together. Uh, you know, there's, think of, like, uh, the, the couple next door that's always fighting, right? This couple's just always fighting. And it's just a little yelling, you know, some slamming doors. Yeah, you know, you can hear it. However, you close your window, you go to another room. Maybe they're upstairs, the neighbors, you live in an apartment. You can hear it, and then you hear the stomping. Or you hear it downstairs, and you hear the door slam. Bedroom, followed by a front door slam. And she says, you know, I'm going to get a drink. At least. And it's, you know, it happens every few weeks. Right? They... And, you know, you're kind of used to it. But for the most part, you know, those neighbors are loving, caring to each other. You hear them laughing downstairs or you see them in their yard having a barbecue or having a great time. And then for whatever reason, you know, things start to escalate. Uh, You start to hear one... You start to hear names being called that weren't never being called before. You know, uh, perhaps you hear more screaming and, uh, you know, plates or cups or dishes and, you know, stuff being thrown. You hear smash. And so you think, well, what's over there? What, 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 what should we do? You, you look to your friend or you look to your, your spouse. Say, hey, should I? Should I go over there? And she's ah, I mind your business. Okay, yeah, we'll mind our business. Right. And, uh, you know, and then, then maybe, you know, you hear one night, you hear screaming, fighting, followed by a big smack. And then crying, and then another smack. And then silence. And you don't know what to do. You look outside. You see her run outside crying with a bag. Get into her car. Speed off. You don't know what's happening. Okay, well, that's good. At least, you know, she left the scene. Then, you know, she comes back. 
to him. Things look like they're working out. But, you know, she finds out that he was talking to some girl after he left. And uh, this is, don't worry, this is still about the States. This is still about what is going on in America and all your infighting. And what I, as a neighbor, your northern neighbor, what I'm seeing and what I'm worried about. See, now you've got, now America's like that neighbor who smacks his wife around constantly. There is constantly fighting. Cops are being called all the time. But what do you do when the whole country is just in turmoil? What do you do as a neighbor? Do you watch? There's nothing we can do. We're, our country's way smaller. America's never been really a country or a population or a populace that likes being told what to do. So, what do we do? What do we do as neighbors? You know what you do? As a good neighbor, you go over there. You knock, you wait one day, and things are a little calm. Wait till the wife's not home, you knock on the neighbor door. Say, hey, neighbor. You know, you've been smacking your wife around a lot. I'm just going to give you some advice before you end up killing her, end up in jail. Or she kills you, and she ends up in jail. Why don't you guys just lit up and no longer be together you guys can live in the same area but you guys can't live together no that's not gonna work that is not gonna work because that is basically telling the United States of America to not be united anymore and uh, that is what it looks like, folks. I uh, I blame the media, both sides of the media. I blame people for being gullible to the media, corporations for pushing the agenda forward so much that it keeps the nuclear family apart. Keeps both parents working, nobody at home, kids running amok. Not only that, but you also have marriages that are weak. And with everybody having to make more money and no money for stuff. Where was I going with this? Anyways, I don't know what the solution is, America, but I know what it isn't. I know it isn't riding, it isn't defunding the police. It's education. Education for all. There's some people out there that need to be re-educated. That sounds very Hitler-esque. Or Maoist. Or Stalinist. Let's say people need re-education camps, but we do. We need people to be re-examined. 
so they can be retooled and their mind can reload with correct information. Because what's going on right now is that people are challenging things that are already set in stone. There's no going around it. But some charlatans and some smooth talkers are out there questioning whether the Earth is round, whether we live in a solar system, the distance from the sun, whether there's a hollow Earth. Uh, There are people who are questioning the math and they'll tell you things like, oh, that's what you read. But did you do it? And you can show them the math and then they'll try and say the math isn't real. It doesn't work. But the problem is that their brain doesn't understand. So what they've done is they've decided to turn around the argument and make it on you to prove whether gravity exists, to prove that the earth is round, to prove that climate change is real, to prove your point. They don't believe the simplicities anymore. And this is a problem when we have a world and we are trying to move forward. And you have people who, for reason, only reasons I can see, is that they are profiting and benefiting off this online from Instagram, from YouTube, from Twitter. These people benefit from the clicks and the engagement that they will receive, whether it is negative or positive engagement. They receive their hit and they can get paid. And some of these people know what they're doing. They know that they are trolling science because it is such a ridiculous thing to troll. It is such a ridiculous thing to question. And that... Bless you. Bless me. And that, in there lies the problem. The problem plaguing the world right now with misinformation. Anybody with a camera and a phone, or a computer and a phone, can make up their own information, put it out there as fact. People don't even fact check or bother to put up or what do you call it those bibliographies they don't they don't cite sources anymore they just put stuff as real i see so many times so often these inspirational or these woke or communist or leftist accounts online will put a quote next to a picture of somebody that never said that. You know, they'll say, they'll put a quote next to Denzel Washington uh, with him saying how great socialism is. He's never said that. Misinformation is the biggest enemy. And whether you like it or not, Alex Jones was correct when he said that there is an 
And it is a war on the information for your mind. And whether it is the good guys, the white hats, the QAnons, the Tea Party, the Proud Boys, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, Liberal, NDP, all these people, all these groups try to express their views. I get caught up in it. I get caught up in it, but, uh, you know, that's just how it is. I'm going to end this portion of it, and in the end, I don't know how to resolve America's problem. You guys need to come together, because what's happening in other countries with the tyrannical overreach of the government when their people don't get along and the government has to put everyone on time out is they take your guns and they take whatever freedoms you have left and leave you with nothing and then you will go generations of blaming each other without ever looking within to see that if maybe you extended an olive branch to your neighbor because they don't like a song about wet-ass pussy that maybe, just maybe, you could have saved your democracy. All right, coming back at you here. Well, it's uh, Monday. Uh, where are we at? Monday, September 21st, 2020. And um, over here in BC, Canada, the Premier Horgan, he just called for an election right during the pandemic. And this guy, just because his government has a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, these in good standing with the, the public right now because of, you know, all the money they've been giving away during COVID. Um, he thinks that it's a great idea for himself to call for a snap election. We weren't, we weren't due for an election until next year. And uh, he's calling for one today and it's, and it's uh what are we at uh, a month away so you know i'm not sure how things are going to go here because a guy like that is one of especially when he's always teetering on around 50 50 between the liberal party and his party being the ndp which is the socialist left party here in bc uh, this guy is pretty, you know, high up on himself, wondering how he thinks that he's going to end up winning. This may backfire. People aren't happy. The temperature in uh, online today seemed as if uh, 
they weren't too people weren't too pleased with him and uh oh mind you that uh social media is a very small percentage of the actual voters that of the people that actually go out and vote um a lot of people stay off there but uh sometimes it's a pretty good gauge and it's worked out in the past so yeah i'm not sure how he thinks he's gonna win when he's got a minority government well, I ended up being a majority, but he, you know, he ended up making a deal with the Green Party that had the two remaining seats that either the NDP or the Liberals needed to create a government. And uh, now here he is calling for election, basically turning his back on the deal that he made. So, you know, you can... You can forget that that the liberal is going to be wanting to make a deal with the, or you can forget that the Green Party is going to be wanting to make a deal with the NDP anytime in the near future. Here, you know the one the one time they make a deal with them, uh, they go against the what the Green Party is saying is that they don't want an election. So they they have a deal that the Green Party will give them their votes, policies, and legislature. And it turns around that uh, they backstab him, screw him over, and call for an election just because they want to take those seats away from them. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not going to go good for them. There's some problems in the, uh, uh, what is it, Central Nicola, Thompson Nicola perhaps. Uh, what was it? Oh my god, I had it earlier today here. It was the... Oh man. Uh, Fraser Nicola. Um, NDP candidate who... Apparently the NDP just keeps pushing somebody that nobody there wants. The whole uh, party... There, resigned. Okay, well, I'll be back. I'm going to try and queue it up from there. Continue this. Well, I'm not really proud of this episode, but I'm just going to get it out and put it out and revisit what I want to do with this podcast as far as structure-wise. I think if I... If I have something laid out and structured and uh, write down notes as in uh, start with sports, move or no, probably start with uh, a little bit about myself and what's going on with me, followed into sports, followed into a little bit of geopolitics and finish it on uh, a little conspiracies or something or other. I'm going to end up uh, changing how this this thing runs. I love the name Snap Out of It Too Much to be able to just abandon it and start fresh. So uh, this is what I'm going to do. Thanks for listening to uh, another horrible episode of Snap Out of It.